Dollar host of the Nerd with Friends podcast. I'm joined today with my co-host, Codename Comet. Salutations, fellow blurs, nerds, and peaceful herds. It's your boy, Codename Comet. How y'all doing? And today we also have a long-time guest of the show, y'all. Welcome back, Gareth, for another one on the podcast. Greetings. It's your boy, G. Curtis. What's up? Oh, G. Curtis. Everybody's name sounds so interesting. I can't just go in with Gary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, G. Yeah. Kurt. Going I ain't mad at you. I'm gonna, hey, best believe that you're going to see that on the, co- on the cover art. <laughs> right, so, you know, we cover a lot of topics on the show, ranging from movies, music, anime, but you know, we got G. Curtis on that. We got to talk about Marvel and DC. And today we've got a little bit of a versus going on here. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that Marvel debuted at San Diego Comic-Con. And we have to talk about all the shenanigans going on over at HBO Max Discovery, all their canceled projects and projects that should be canceled but are not going to be and i and i love that you called it a versus because i feel like we haven't done a versus in a very long time and we typically when we do our versus it's always anime based so what a better way to really show the true versus mentality and the two versus concept and you pitting both of the companies versus one another because this is when you're not thinking anime or cartoon network nickelodeon you're thinking DC, you're thinking Marvel. And with everything that's happened over the last, what, month or two? It's... I mean, the last, what, 10 years. Let, 10 years let's, between let's the two. Like you, you yeah. always, you're always waiting to see what the next one's going to be. Like, you're, you're, you're always looking at, you know, well, Marvel did this. Well, no, well, DC did this. Well, <laughs> DC can curse. Well, Marvel tells a better story. Well, mm-hmm. what, what they show's looking like, you know, type, it's always been a, a this or that type of you know situation. And to see, you know, the next 10 years versus the last 10 years and to see that both companies are going into absolutely opposite trajectories, it, it's kind of exciting because it could be a big, a major change. Yeah. So if y'all read it. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start off with the list of things that Marvel's got going on. Marvel's got a lot of good stuff going on. If you're a Marvel fan, you should be very happy right now because we even have to separate this list into animated and live action. Right. So we're going to start off with they released the first clip of Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, did you guys happen to see that clip anywhere floating around? You know, you saying that was the first I've ever heard of that, and I'm kind of happy for that because I would have laughed at it then because I'm laughing at it now. What is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? Are they just making up stuff now? No, you mean to tell me? They, hold on, they, hold on. You you can you cannot recast Black Panther, but you can pull out Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur out of your like D list bag. I mean, I don't. I don't know what the two have to do with each other, but you know, Moon I'm Girl. just mad if Squirrel Girl ain't got a show and they going with Moon Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I mean, it's a bit of a you know, 
Hey, some diversity. Cloak and Dagger are pissed off right now that they got canceled for this. I know, right? And I, and I actually <laughs> like Cloak and Dagger. I thought they deserved more more seasons. It was a so, good show. It, it was, was a good show. A, you can't compare a, a live action Cloak and Dagger to this animated fun show. Man. Just I don't know, man. Tell, tell me you pandering. Tell me you give, making a show for the kids without telling me you making a show for the kids. Like, that's what I hear out of that. What's wrong with making a show for kids? Kids love shows. <laughs> give them good characters. What is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? I, you know, and that's a, a serious long, question. Like, I mean, I mean, it's crazy. I've been a longtime comic book fan. I'm almost ashamed to admit I have never heard of those characters. Ever. I don't think you should be ashamed of that. So, <laughs> Moon Girl is a relatively new character. I bet. Um, and she is the smartest person in the Marvel Universe, believe it or not. That's Whoa, even smarter than Reed Richards? Even Shout smarter to- than Reed Richards. Shout out Richards. to Moon Girl who just gets what? to pop up out of nowhere. And that's incredible. That's incredible. That- that's that's as much as I know about the character. I don't know much about her relationship with Devil Dinosaur. I don't know what Dave got going on, but if you look at the clip, it's a very cutesy show. You can tell it is made for kids. This feels way more like a Disney show than a Marvel show. Um, that's what I'm saying. It looks like Chalk Zone, which I mean, shout out to that because it, it does have a good like. It, the animation looks like it's going to be cool. Like mm-hmm. I like the style. She's black, so hey, black girl, black girl magic for show. Smartest yeah. girl in Marvel Universe gets to pop up and just be that one. I'm sorry for Riri. She didn't even get her time to shine. <laughs> well, we're gonna get to Riri later in this list, but you know, I, I think it's a good play, and Marvel does do a great job with its D-listers. You know, that's kind of what mm-hmm. they had to work with for a while. They yeah. didn't have the heavy hitters like X-Men and Spider-Man and mm-hmm. You see what they were able to do without them, you know. Yeah. Give Iron Man some love, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Hulk was probably their most recognizable character, and he probably uh-huh. had one of the worst MCU movies mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. They just gave up on Hulk's movies altogether. They're like, all right, you're just going to be a recurring character. They got the new treatment. They've also got yeah, to go basically. through a lot of hoops with Universal because they technically own the rights. Exactly. Right? Hey, Marvel was out. They was down, bad on their luck. They yep. sold those properties out mm-hmm. away, but hey. they're still chugging along. Shout out to Universal for collecting that check. I feel hey. like every now and then they get that whole check and they're like, ha ha, let's go. And and so and Sony, I mean, Sony played it smart because Sony was like, you're not Boy. getting these rights. <laughs> right. Like, I, I, love, I love how Marvel's like consolidating. Oh, we're going to get these rights back. We're going to get X-Men back and we're going to get yeah. Fantastic Four and we're going to get all these. And we're going we're gonna to have a full house. And then Sony's like, not so fast. Oh, yeah. mm. you, can, you, can borrow, you can borrow Spider-Man, but I don't know. I'm not going to give him back now. We're going to work something out. Hey, and that was a hey, shout out to them for that, like you said, because that song, keeping that Sony right has made so much product, what you call it, the Spider-Man games, like mm-hmm. the the, televi- the television shows. Spider-Man is the only product that you start to see. Spider-Man and the Hulk are the only two products that go to the other different like markets. Everything else is, you know, Disney Plus and Disney Plus alone. Mm-hmm. But there's a Spider-Man mm-hmm. show on Netflix. They still mm-hmm. collecting that check. So hey. <laughs> do it. No. Hey man, it's 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 smart business. It's smart I, business. Like, you I'm know not what? Give away the golden goose. Morbius. Oh. 
<laughs> See, now we that's not what we're not gonna do on this part. <laughs> hey, why it go on? To hey, the next, here we go <laughs> to the next animated show that we're gonna get. I am Groot. Talk about checks. Does Vin Diesel get paid for this too? Hey, I feel like he should. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he should. Like, and you know, he doesn't even do the motion capture. <laughs> he just goes in there and he, <laughs> I am groups it, and then they change the voice. Because we're still working with Baby Groot here for the first five episodes, at least. I believe it's a 10 part. They're going to break it up in the um, 10 episode series. I believe they're breaking it up into two parts. Um, yeah, and who doesn't love Baby Groot? Right. Love, no, baby, I mean, love baby group. Talk about making some money. Like, as much as the MCU, the timeline is continuing, we've had teenage group. Apparently, mm-hmm. now by the next Guardians movie, he's going to be fat back to full blown group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they still find a way to come back to baby group because he makes the money. He's hey, cute. And he's, he's so and cute. Smart. And you're right. He's absolutely, he's absolutely adorable. And this is a good way to just push the. The Marvel Universe for in a Charlie Chaplin style of way, like it doesn't have to be a single person that talks to this other than you saying I am group. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's just a good business move, and like you said, like who doesn't you know why not make a show for the kids? And now you're sticking to a show that people that kids have grown to you know know and love. And yeah, I think we're gonna see a little bit of Rocket in there. Another character yeah, we're gonna talk about later. <laughs> But I definitely feel like these, I think they're going to be like a lot shorter episodes. Like, I don't think they'll be like the 23 or hour long, maybe like five to 10 minutes. You know, this reminds me of that. You know, this reminds me kind of those uh, Pixar shorts that come before like every Pixar movie. Yes. 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 That's Mm -hmm. exactly what it reminds me of, too. Yeah. Yeah, Disney is really putting their brand on Marvel, as we can see from the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going forward, next show, What If Season 2, man. So, Garrett, G. Curtis, yep. how did you feel about um, that first season of What If? And what man, are you looking forward to in Season 2? Look, I was a big fan of What If, the comic book series. I loved it. It's There's just something about pondering, okay, what if, what if this happened? What if that happened? You know, and I used yeah. to look forward to getting those new issues to see, okay, what outlandish, um, <laughs> you know, hypotheses could we go down next? You know, what if, what if Spider-Man got, you know, uh, cosmic powers, you know, what if, mm-hmm. what if the, what if the Hulk killed Wolverine? You know, I remember right. having the comic book with the, it, there was like a, the adamantium skeleton, you know, on the embossed cover. So I, I, I remember all of that. So for me, when I saw, you know, okay, we're doing a what if TV show, I was thrilled. And it, it, it lived up to its, you know, it, the expectations I had, it exceeded my expectations because mm. I found myself waiting um, basically like, okay, every week, uh, where's my what if? You know, I would look yeah. up just like the night before. I was just hyped for each episode, man. And it, it delivered. And, you know, there were some episodes that hit harder than others, especially, you know, after losing Chadwick Boseman, you know, <laughs> knowing yeah. that he voiced Black Panther. And there were some episodes that had him in it. And, you know, that was emotional for me because, you know, it wasn't live action, but just knowing that, you know, these are some of the final times you're going to see him play, you know, such an iconic character. I mean, it was tough, but yeah, there were some, there were some fun episodes there, man. I'm I'm, I'm thrilled for the, the second season. Uh, I think about that Killmonger episode and having T'Challa die, and I'm just like, man, he's voicing this character knowing, like, 
Oh, man. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. What if season two, what I saw that intrigues me the most is Zombie Icarus from Eternals because they said he's in a constant state of being alive and being dead. <laughs> and he is the closest thing to a Superman that we've seen in the MCU. Yeah. So that's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. We saw what a zombie Wanda could do. So mm-hmm. they, had to, they had to keep her locked away just to keep, you know, maintain safety and then had to use her as a tool later to fight against. Yes. Uh, yes. Thanos. Like it's just, and I, and I like that. Yeah. I like that because we've, we've, you know, there's precedent for the zombies thing. Cause we did see zombies in, in season one. Yeah. So, yeah, um, maybe we do see zombie Thanos. But we pick up on that cliffhanger. Yeah, that, that was the one I would mm-hmm. like to pick up on because just even the fact that they were able to get through, like I would like to show like how all of that was successful. Like that was something that it was a major uh, twist at the end of that episode. Right. Yeah, did not see that coming. Yeah. Now next up, we've got Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is coming out 2024. This is crazy because they've already greenlit Spider-Man sophomore year. So I guess freshman year just must be on. Awesome. Right. It, it must be snapped. the best thing since sliced bread. And this one doesn't fall into the MCU. I thought it was going to be kind of like um, us following Tom Holland's Spider-Man before, you know, he met um, Tony Stark and joined the Avengers in Civil War. But no, this one has a Norman Osborn. And as we know, there is no Norman Osborn Mm. in the 616. And he's a brother, which will explain why he has such good ways. I can't wait to see Norman in the do-rag. You know what I mean? Like, no offense to the 90s Spider-Man, probably my favorite Spider-Man show. You can't tell me Norman and Harry had a little bit of color in them with the right. way. They had the cleanest ways of the all clean, the Yes. The Waves have never it, been drawn better. It's, it's, it's funny. They always had the, those waves. It was like, and I remember even reading uh, the comic books, Spectacular Spider-Man, for instance. Yeah. It would always be drawn with these crazy waves. It was and it was a family thing because Norman had it, Harry had it, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, hmm, sudden, you know, y'all got a little, y'all got a little flavor there. The drip. Well, crispy, I, you know? <laughs> Wake up with it. Even you look at Green Goblin, look like he got a little something on the top, you know, keeping the bad. Yeah, that's a do rag. That's why you do it. <laughs> yeah, so in these we we saw that he's got um some different costumes he's going to be displaying throughout this show. Um, are you guys looking forward to another Spider-Man show? It's almost like it's getting a Batman effect at this point. There's just so many Spider-Man shows. Like, Disney just had a Spider-Man show. But the difference is these Spider-Man shows actually have Spider-Man in it. All these Batman shows, Batman's nowhere to be found. It's it's weird. Mm. It's like it's like there's it's like there's a contract out there that we have to have a bunch of Batman shows and show Batman. It's like okay, we can show all his supporting cast, 
but no actual. You can even take his supporting villains. Yes. Elsewhere. <laughs> or or we can show Bruce Wayne when he's like really, really young, but that's it. Grow <laughs> up to the point where he probably should have been Batman a long time ago. But nah, it's, not yet. Yeah, it's it's just, you know, I, I don't know what that's all about, but I've noticed it and I just think it's funny because they keep announcing these projects that have to do with Batman and Batman's not in it. It's like, okay, no. it's, it's getting a little ridiculous now. The closest, the closest thing we had to Batman in the show like that was Titans. Yes, yes, that's kind of that's a very not the Batman we wanted or needed. It's, it's certainly not the Batman we deserve. I'm more like <laughs> <a> young Alfred, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm like this, but I'm like the first time I, you know, I saw Batman. I'm like, hmm, it's Alfred. <laughs> like, why is this really is this really Bruce Wayne? I'm like, Bruce, I don't live in Gotham. Why does he have a British accent? I'm like, this is weird. I mean, but on to something good. <laughs> X-Men 97, baby. They bringing hey, it, yes. bring it back. Yes. They're bringing it back. <laughs> Man, we yep, I love that show. Like, just talk about like one of the cla- like the classic shows that we like legitimately grew up with and to have it coming back to this day and age like to me it's <laughs> i've always said like when the 90s babies were taking over the world things are going to be great we're big on like reminiscence and bringing things back and we ain't being great at everything but bringing back x-men 97 that's a that's that's a 90s baby thing for sure mm-hmm yeah, they're definitely pandering us. <laughs> like, oh, okay, you know these it. people are older. They got jobs. Mm-hmm. Life's crazy for them. They want some good memories. We'll give you some good hey, memories. They need remember this right now. Remember Tron hey. remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I, I have fond memories of that show. You know, it's like it brings you back to your childhood. You know, I remember yeah, yeah. coming home from school, you know, firing up the TV. You know, it was like it was it was like a ritual. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's definitely gonna bring back some memories for sure, and yeah. I, I I can't wait. Well, little news we have on that: Magneto is actually going to be leading the X Men. I don't know if you guys remember, but at the end of the '90s show, Xavier went up into space. So mm-hmm. there was a lot, you know, to cover. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And personally, I enjoyed X Men Evolution, another X Men show that uh, X. Men, all the X Men show kind of li- li- left on cl- cliffhangers. Every time yeah. I think about it, Wolverine that was, a, that was the same a, thing. That's a major cliffhanger for for X Men Evolution. It ended so suddenly that mm-hmm. you know I remember when it ended. I kept looking around because I thought I had missed something, mm-hmm. and then right. I realized, oh, there are no more seasons coming. Okay, so I guess right. this is it. It was yeah, weird. It was like major cliffhanger. They did a lot of teasing. They teased uh, the Phoenix Force. They teased right. Rogue getting her super, like Rogue getting the Captain Marvel powers, mm-hmm. a new team. And then, oh, no, that's it. Oh. I mean, you, you got to think, though, if they're able to bring back X Men 97, like how long is it before they bring back X Men Evolution? They're not high school anymore. Well, if we're doing that, it looks like about 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a little bit. Yeah. Got time. <laughs> exactly. They're going to be middle-aged by then. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to what Marvel has on the animated side. But let's talk about putting butts and seats here over and on to the MCU with the Ant-Man and the Wasp 
trailer that they debuted, which was later on leaked. And it's like at this point, Marvel just put it out. We've yeah, already like, seen you have it. A YouTube, like, we know what's going too. on. <laughs> Come on, man. What you doing? And I think definitely the highlight of this is is, is John Majors as Kang. I, I I'm more excited for Kang than I was for Thanos. Oh, just yeah. because ever since Loki, we really got this mm-hmm. real strong feel of the power he has. It's not like Thanos out in space. When is he coming? Mm-hmm. Kang is here and he's been here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been making moves. He's at the end of that trailer. You know, we get Ant-Man. And he's all like, I don't think, you know, I'm an Avenger. And Kang's like an Avenger. Have I killed you before? (laughs) (laughs) Thanos wanted to wipe out half. Like, this dude, he's killed so many people he can't remember if and when he did it. Mm -hmm. And I will say, it's a very interesting route. The Ant-Man movies, which usually seem so lighthearted and funny, seems to take a very serious turn here, which... Brings me to another Marvel property in Thor, which started off very serious mm-hmm. and then took a very comedic turn. Mm-hmm. So, what do you yeah. guys think about that? Do you think this Ant? Do you think Ant Man is going to be serious? Because we got to think what separates this movie from the other one is that we have to think his sister—not his sister, his daughter—is yeah. going to be. In action, somehow we we've almost confirmed that she's going to be stature. So now all these threats—it's not about just him having his life on the line. It's you know, uh, his daughter and Wasp too. What if you think about you know him as a person, like his entire kind of thing, like his whole like demeanor changes when it comes to protecting people that he loves and cares cares about. So having them in the midst of it all, when you're dealing with probably the darkest Marvel villain we're going to see for a minute, I mean, he has to kind of take things serious now. So to even change the, the mentality, like you said, all the other movies being a lot more lighthearted, like you kind of have to go that direction. I think with Thor, it's a, a his his situation is a little bit different. So I think his is a matter more of acceptance. With with um, Ant Man, it's it's time to be real. Like at this point, like you are the probably the first person who's going to gain any sense of interaction with the villain and actually be able to like report on it. Because Loki, it's like Loki knew, but Loki's still in jail. And it's not like the Loki that they know is going to be, it's not even the same one. So he's at at a point where he can't do anything regardless if he knows what the threat is or not. I just think it's just, uh, it's time for like that, you know, that shift. And I think Hank's going to die, unfortunately. Well, you know, I don't think that's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, it is what it is with Hank, you know? I'm not. 
Nah, I'm not a big Hank fan in the comics. I'm not a big Hank yeah. fan in the movies. Not a big cartoons. Yeah, not a big fan of Mr. Pym. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if anybody's got to go, it's probably going to be Hank. Well deserved. But, but as, <laughs> as far as as far as the the shift in tone for the Thor movies, it's 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 interesting that that takes place right after the dark world, which quite frankly is one of my least favorite Thor. Well, it's my least favorite Thor movie and one of my least favorite uh, Marvel movies. Uh, you know, it was just a very dark movie, <laughs> you know, the dark world. And it was just, it, it was, it was joyless. You know, the first yeah, Thor movie yeah. had moments of levity and mm-hmm. moment, mo- moments of gravitas where you felt like, okay, you know, this is a serious moment. And then you had jokes sprinkled here and there. I feel like they went away from that formula for the dark world. The dark world was just, it was sad. It was depressing. You know, we lost characters. It was just, there was just, I felt depressed at the end of dark world. Yeah, even when they won, it still was like, did you win though? (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, I feel like after that, when, when it's time for the third Thor movie, they went all the way in the opposite direction. Maybe a little too much. Because there were a couple of scenes there. I'm like, well, did this really have to be a joke? And the whole thing about shocking Thor, you know, with that collar, I'm like, how many times did they play that for laughs? You know, yeah, the God of Thunder. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like it was it was not funny. And and he got robbed in that fight with Thor, with, with, with Hulk, too. He got robbed. Mm-hmm. He was about to take Hulk down. And then they went with the collar. And I'm like, come on now. Thor had him on the ropes. Yeah. But they did their little collar thing. And it's like, all right, you know, they got they, they got him. But for the fourth Thor movie, I felt like they went back. This was a better a better mix of like uh, levity and and seriousness. Um, so I I enjoyed the fourth one, but yeah, Dark World for me was just it was a low point for the whole. I think Dark World probably was why we've gone all the way with all these jokes because it was just so depressing. They had to do something different. They had to save Thor. <laughs> yeah, Thor was on his way out. Oh, yeah. was a buddy made a good point to me, and he was like, he thinks Ragnarok is well remembered because of the timing it came out like right before things got really crazy with infinity war and then like how it mm-hmm. ended and i'm like mm, maybe it is running up time i'll i'll have to watch ragnarok again but definitely like i i feel like it'd be better for me to go back and watch loki to understand quantum mania than to watch yeah. any of the past ant-man movies not that they aren't fun watches, but they just have nothing to do with Kang. Ant Man to be going up against Kang, like it seems like, oh, what is he going to do? <laughs> yeah, like that. Like of all, like you said, of all people to have to deal with this threat first, he is he isn't the person that you want in the way. Like no, not at all. He, like there's there's not really much that they can do. Like what they have on their their end is intelligence and even then they're not necessarily the strongest or the, the smartest so to speak so I, I think this is a matter of figure out things somebody's got to somebody's gonna have to take a fall and y'all gonna have to get to somebody smarter hopefully hopefully Hank Oho ass like maybe he knows Reed Richards or something this <laughs> this this ain't enough maybe Goliath comes back <laughs> Man, maybe another Mr. Fantastic cameo. I'd love but, that. Um, maybe maybe another Kang will come to the rescue. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, there is, yeah, that is, there is another Kang that's, um, a lot of Kangs. Yeah, there's a lot of, but there's a Kang that, uh, that's, uh, linked to the Richards Franklin. That's right. So, mm-hmm. they, they, they would need something. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Pims and the Scott Langs and the Wasp and the Ant Mans of the world, they, that's, they're just not big enough. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good luck to them. You know, they're going to need a good lawyer. Luckily, the next property we're talking about has got two great ones. That's She-Hulk. Something I wasn't too excited about, but now that I'm seeing Daredevil's going to be in it, they got the new trailer. Um, and I just think with, with the trailer release, it's answering a lot more questions and kind of fleshing out like what type of show we're going to get on the outside. It looks like it's going to be like um, an Ally McBeal, you know, something very 90s with a little flair to it. But I do think it's going to do a lot for the MCU going forward. You know, Daredevil is going to be in it. Kevin Feige already said Daredevil and Spider-Man are the two ground level heroes that they're going to be focusing on. Um, You see Emil Blonsky, uh, The Abomination you know that's m- more than likely going to lead into a Thunderbolts movie oh, tying yeah. into um, the lady we met in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Delane. I always forget her name. Um, uh, Julia Louis. Um, yeah, Julia, yeah. Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, her yeah. character. Um, Is it Valentina? It's Valentina. Whatever. Y'all know the lady, the one that goes around recruiting, the one that made, um, that found, um, that told, um, Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, Black Widow's sister that Hawkeye killed her. The one she also showed up, her, you know, something's gonna happen there. I think they found John Walker, got him in the new suit. And we're gonna see more of Professor Hulk, and maybe we figure out how he became Professor Hulk. He definitely seems a lot more in charge of the Hulk, like more than even when he was just Professor Hulk. Like it seems like he can go to Professor Hulk if he wants to. He can go down. He can let Hulk take over and like it not be a thing where he loses control. Like he seems like way more in control of the Hulk than we've ever seen him. So if they ever do go with that World War Hulk story, it's great to see him at this point and to see him maybe even get to that point where he's able to like you know, get sent away. Like maybe that happens in this set, like in this the show. That would be a great way to kind of get him out of there and lean on something else. Cause there's other shows lean like, you know, episode or no, like parts of the Marvel universe coming. And I don't think that the Hulk was a part of it. At least for the most part. Like the things that are like they're leaning into like secret invasion and all that. I don't I don't believe the Hulk was a part of that kind of stuff. So I think with what they're doing with this series with this series and them kind of including him at all. It just opens up a lot for him as well. Maybe they even bring back old characters other than Jamil, because you know you had, didn't the leader wasn't he in that same movie? Leader was in that movie. He's somewhere locked up right now too. They explain what happened to him in like one of the comics they released in between. Mm. But she seems to be. Maybe a better Hulk than Hulk, and I saw I, I did sense a bit jealousy that Bruce had in that mm-hmm. that she might be better than him, <laughs> and this might be a passing of the guard, you know. 
We already said they can't do much with Hulk. Maybe they kill him off here. I don't think they kill him. Or maybe something happens because we I saw them change. I feel like they, they're gonna he, sing, they're gonna send him to the moon or something. And in Shang Chi, he was. I don't. I don't know if we're ever gonna get Crazy Hulk back again. But maybe. I mean, if if you can get like a reform, War or Hulk wasn't necessarily Crazy Hulk. It was like a reform Hulk, but it was a Hulk on a vengeance. You can still create that with this Hulk, especially if, if he's at this point. I don't think they would have a reason to send Professor Hulk into space, though. He's not, he's not a threat. No, but I'm not. I don't think they'd be a, a, a initially just thinking of like how the writing could spirits out in space. What if they say, "Oh, yeah, you're going to sword"? Because a lot of people, like, because if you think about it right now, if they lean onto the secret invasion eventually. If you say that there's random scrolls positioned wherever, and now we're getting to more ground level type of situations, you need to kind of take away some of your bigger threats um, on a on a scroll type of situation. So let's say in the same way that Hydra was taking over Shield, what if you have, you know, him working alongside her to try to prepare her for something they'll be able to take over because he has a mission that's going to lead him to sword, or so he thinks. On the way to sword, his his ship blows up, and this is all stuff that could be told like in the midst of like background information, like because though we've seen him in the trailers, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be in every episode. He could be in two episodes, he could be in one, and then he'd be gone for the rest of the series, and then we hear a you know a tele uh, a telegram. Hallelujah, <laughs> we hear like a uh, uh, a report on the news about how his ship blew up, and now you got a question. Well, shit. Did they plan it? Did they not? Is he dead? Is he not? Because, like I said, he don't have to be in the whole series. Well, yeah, I can see that. Trailer. I can see that. It's just transition, and you don't have to pay them for a little bit. They got to. They got to be bringing all, all these new actors, bringing all these new characters. You got to pay new people. Having people away, but I'll, I'll also saying that you know that's he's no longer with us. Like I don't see Chris Evans coming back for any reason. I don't see. Robert Downey coming back for maybe another five years or so. But that doesn't mean that they can't. Especially with the way that they're doing things now. Like, what's who's to say that they don't take away all of our main six Avengers and then give us a opposite form of them in another universe to have to fight against? You know what I mean? This sounds like a what if it's episode <laughs> season season two. All right. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, so I'm also curious to see how she, you know, did the, the transfusion. I think the clip's online, but I figured I've ingested enough spoilers and trailers for that to just kind of see it all unfold. And I'm looking forward to it, you know? It's, um, what do y'all think about, uh, like a fun going? ride? I think it'll be a fun ride. What do y'all think about, like, the MCU New York? kind of division because it doesn't it kind of seem like they're they're starting to adopt that now like you have these more street level characters you had you know she hulk who has a she has a day job she got to work you got spider-man who's now unknown so he has to kind of keep a low profile you have daredevil and echo who was just released you know what do y'all think do y'all think that's going to be 
like a whole different like subdivision where you just start to see all of these characters meet up in different points and stuff like that. Hell, isn't Moon, Moon even Moon Knight? I believe was in New York for a certain point. Do y'all think that? Do y'all think that's the direction that they're trying to like build in a way? I actually like it, um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Spider-Man, for instance, when Spider-Man first came out, this newest one, I always thought this guy is way too connected, way too powerful at such an early stage in his career. It's like, think about the Spider-Man that we're used to from the comic books. He's Spider-Man because he's he's been through some stuff, right? right. This, this, this Spider-Man, I'm best friends with Tony Stark. I've got this high-tech armor. It's just, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Think of think of the threats that Spider-Man really used to deal with when he first came out. Man, in every threat, it's almost like he's got an advantage, right? Yeah. You know, you know No Way Home was the only time I saw him go up against someone where he didn't have that advantage. So yeah, now yeah. that all that has been stripped away, he's more like a, you know, like a street level superhero. Mm-hmm. He's more like a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man than he's ever been. Yeah, so I, I, I like it. And, you know, the whole Daredevil thing, I'm happy that they're bringing Daredevil back. I think it could be interesting to show that, okay, there are threats here that Mm -hmm. these superheroes can handle. And then when we've got, you know, the intergalactic threats, we, we call them the big guns. Yeah. I I think it could be, you know, it's, it's an interesting way of storytelling, but I think it'll work. And it's a lot easier to tell stories that way. I don't Mm -hmm. think she, I think she Hulk is in LA. Okay. So, All right, so even cool, like they, so. Yeah, West Coast Avengers. West Coast <laughs> Avengers. There you go. But yeah, even with like, that, like I that think kind uh, of is over there too. Who else? Stature. Uh, Ant okay, Man. so oh yeah, Ant Man and them. So yeah, they, yeah, they, they're over on the West Coast too. And then to not have that same connection to like you know big companies like Shield and Sword, where you can be called upon at a moment's notice. It's like, if some shit is going on, you may not know that it's happening to somebody else unless you see it on the news. And even if you know that it's happening, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, they don't have a Tony Stark where they can be like, hey, bro, you got the shit, let's go. Like, that separates the way, and it makes it more... With the way that they, with the way that they've been doing things lately, like you can't continue to drop these like hundred billion dollar projects or hundred million dollar products, and then hoping they're going to continue to succeed the same way. Like you know, the way that we continue, you know, consume content is a little bit different. When you got more street level superheroes, you can do stuff like the CW did and show more of a world building type of aspect with these like low like not even low level but like street level characters like you said daredevil's show is the first one that we're going to get 18 episodes of so that just shows you in itself okay they're going to start to branch out a little bit more like you get all of the stories that you probably had like in like ready and tucked away like during the covid era get all of those out first and then now you can start to transition slowly into like long form content mm-hmm. exactly Exactly that. She Hulk. <clears throat> Looking forward to it. But the way they ended the She Hulk trailer was with our boy Daredevil. And I'm definitely looking forward to his mm-hmm. MCU return after popping up at the end of Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah. I hope this is the same Daredevil from that continuity. Um, it seems like they go back and forth on it. That is the question. I still haven't gotten. I, I still haven't gotten like a, a straight up answer on that, whether it's the same Daredevil from the Netflix series or is this different? 
Because whenever you bring back the same actor who played a character and it's the same character. So you're almost like, okay, is this a different version of Daredevil or are we picking up where we left off on the Netflix shows? And funny enough, I feel like that question has come up a lot. I still haven't gotten like a definitive answer on that. I'm not quite sure. Now, you've both seen the Daredevil show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's enough more story of that, like from that show to tell within the MCU where it would make sense? Or Well, I think, I think it was confirmed that they're separate universes. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think the biggest tell was that from um, Hawkeye when we saw the Fisk. Yeah, that was true. a that was a different Fisk. That was yeah. not the Fisk from the Netflix shows. Yes. If that Fisk has got, got a hold of Hawkeye, she would have been dead. <laughs> she good, she would have been good, dead. Good point, because that Fisk, um, yeah, that Fisk from Hawkeye is clearly different because he was yeah. a lot more First of all, he's a lot stronger. Yeah, he's a, um, lot, and a lot more durable. And a lot more durable too. You know, yeah. it, this this fist was tearing, you know, car doors off and stuff like that. So his strength is definitely on a different level from the from the Daredevil series. And and to answer your question, Dom, I do think it's better if this is not quite um picking up where we left off from the Netflix show and mm-hmm. more like a reimagining of the character. Okay. And they could tell, and they could tell the story. We don't have to go all the way back because it can work to your advantage because we, we all know what Daredevil's origin looks like. So now right, you don't have to waste right. time going back to that. It's a new, it's a new character, but mm-hmm. you just kind of reference, okay, Daredevil. You know, he has history with Fisk, and you kind of know what it is. But I'm, I'm actually more encouraged that they're not picking up where that show left off because I, I don't know how everyone felt about the last season of Daredevil. I personally didn't like it very much. I, you know, I, I didn't, I felt like something, there was a spark that was lost between the first and second season and the third one, it just didn't, it didn't really do it. It just didn't hit the same. Uh It it, it just didn't hit the same. It didn't hit the same (laughs) notes. So I'm excited that we've got something new and we don't have to deal with that baggage. We just kind of jump right in. We know, we already know who these characters are. We don't have to waste time building everything up. Not a whole lot of exposition. We just jump right into the action. That's what I want to see. I think they switched showrunners at some point because I remember something I was really looking forward to in season two of Daredevil from season one was Stone. You know, we saw Stick talking to him yes. at the end of the episode. He was introduced in it. Then, like, we just never saw him again after that. I think it might have been implied that he died whenever the hand was doing their stuff. Yeah. But I think now we're going to see, like, a new hand. We might see a new Stick and a new Stone. Um hopefully they bring back the actors because I think that was the best part. One of the best parts of Daredevil was the casting. All the actors yes. nailed their roles. You talk about Electra, Foggy, Karen. You know, everybody was great. Yeah. I'd like to see you know if any of those characters come back or will be introduced to some new actors or just new characters in general. John Favreau might come back as Foggy from his days with um, Affleck. We never know. Right. <laughs> I mean, he ain't got to be happy right now. That that, that would be kind of hard because it's like, you know, Happy Hogan It's like, okay, who is this guy? <laughs> you know, it's, it's Happy Hogan, right? Don't you recognize right. him? No, I'm, I'm, I'm Foggy now. Foggy. No, you're happy. You're happy. You, you, look, you look very familiar. You look yeah, like you look- somebody I know. <laughs> I get you might just say I get that a lot. <laughs> it's just start moving forward. No. Another defender of the night, 
Marshall Ali's Blade gets a 2023 release date. We got a very, 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 very brief preview of his voice at the end of Eternals. Um, but that's all we've gotten. I don't think yeah. we've seen what his blade is going to look like. But with the with the multiverse open, I hope there's some way to bring in, you know, Wesley Snipes. If, 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 if not... A blade from another universe, but like something make him be a part of this because Blade did so. If Blade did not happen, we would not have the MCU. I went back and watched Blade the other day. That movie still holds up. Like it's like it has a little bit of everything, and it's not. It's not like I thought it was. I thought you know, growing up, you know, you you get a bit older, you get older, you go back and watch shows, and you literally like usually the first thing. that is an issue is the dialogue, the like the script. It's not that bad. Like it's 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 not over the top. It's not like it could be darker, but it, I feel like they give it enough of a rated R and they let Wesley be Wesley. So I, I would I, I don't know if I would I think I'd rather him come back as Whistler and just pay homage to that. But yeah, you got to include Wesley in some way. Like, you can't have him do all of that for the MCU. Like you said, he's the reason why there is an MCU today. Like, you cannot pay homage to that in some kind of way. Like, come on, Disney, do 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 that man a service. I I, I agree, and and I think it should be as a character. I don't I don't necessarily want a cameo. Let him do, you know, let him have a part, you know, something because he's done so much for that franchise. Honestly, without Wesley, I don't think we'd even be looking at Blade as, you know, something that we want to create like a, um, you know, like a franchise around. So, you know, because I think part of the reason why this new project, you know, got life is because we've seen it done and we know it's possible. And Wesley, you know, was a big part of that. So I hope they bring him back. You know. Yeah. The third movie had its problems. Yeah. But, you know. Different management, hoping hopefully something like that doesn't happen again. Yeah, but who do you guys think would be a good first villain for this new blade? I still would go with Frost. I would still start it with Frost, but I would make I would make this Frost a lot worse. I would I would give it I would I would kind of up the ante a little bit, and I would probably give him more than just vampires to deal with. Give the vampire hunter more than vampires to deal with. Absolutely. Like they have familiars. Give him more of a like make make his situation more than just vampires, not because it's what he's used to dealing with, but more because it's the situation at the at the at the time. Like make it so that him going to you know Dane Whitman at the end of that at the end of that, you know, the Eternals, make it make sense. Make it where it's like, oh, he's hunting for something. I feel like they've been leading into vampires. If you watch some of the other shows and movies, they've been mentioning vampires. That's true. A lot more than they should. <laughs> this nigga's definitely fighting some vampires. Yeah, he, yeah. No, no, he definitely got to be fighting vampires. For his vampires. first outing, he's definitely yeah. dealing with vampires. But I would like it to be like, he's been dealing with vampires, and vampires are so tired of dealing with them that they need some help. Mm. Which will force him to need some help. Yeah, they call in reinforcements. You know what I'm saying? And it, then, and it could be anything. It could be werewolves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Marshala Ali is going to kill this role 
But Absolutely. now that the multiverse is open, I I am upset that you know, well maybe maybe he'll come back and play Cotton now because he was he was right. the best part of season one of Luke Cage to me. So is Luke Cage coming back? That's the question. It's like <laughs> no, Luke I, Cage coming back. I I mean I would, uh, bro. It's that that's one Netflix show that ended. And the way how it ended, I definitely wanted more. Like that yeah, second yeah. season, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved every second of it. And then when it ended, and then all of a sudden, Netflix started, you know, dropping the accent, accent. everything, <laughs> accent stuff. Yeah. And and then at the time, at the time, I wasn't tripping because I'm like, well, you know, all these shows are gonna come back on Disney Plus, right? So I wasn't yeah. even sweating it. But then Disney Plus has been up for a while, and I'm like, okay, I'm not really, you know, I don't really now. I'm not as I'm not as um, optimistic about them coming back as I was yeah. originally, but man, would I would I really love to see you know what happens next? Because yeah. that that also ended on a huge cliffhanger, mm-hmm. you know. That and, we and they were lo- and they've been loud about like bringing back Electra, not, not Electra, uh, Jessica Jones. They're loud about bringing back Daredevil, but they haven't really said anything about the other two, even exactly. Punisher. Even Punisher, yeah. they were yeah. loud. I about think it's it, just right? Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Fist is like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But we, the world is questioning, hey, bro, what about uh, Luke Cage? Yeah. I know I'm you can. I, I say, like, I know you can. <laughs> I, Aluminum I Fingers it. isn't coming back. Aluminum Fingers is absolutely not coming back. Coming back. <laughs> They're going to replace him like a mofo. <laughs> I think Shang-Chi showed them more than enough that they can replace him like quickly. Another oof. I'm looking forward to this. Secret invasion coming to Disney Plus. This, that, this I'm so I'm I'm so confused about how they're going to do this with the scrolls not being evil. So do we have to deal with like some rogue scrolls here? Exactly. It's like it can always just be a rogue group of scrolls. Exactly, because they can't all be benevolent. Exactly. You know, it's a, a major race. There you go. Yeah, but what would be the trigger to make them want to try to take over this planet? Think about it. Like we're, we're the the last scrolls went to Earth to escape the creep. Who's to say that there weren't another you know group of scrolls that felt like, yeah, we can escape the creep. But these humans are kind of fucking up shit. They're going to do the same thing we did. Let's just go ahead and take them instead and not have to worry about the Kree anymore at all. Mm-hmm. And now they start to see, oh, there's heroes here. So mm-hmm. we can be even stronger. Let's take them as well and take yep. over. Like, I just feel like they're in the way that they treat things and the way they treat villains, it's always like a villain who has a reason for the way, things that they do. And what better reason than fear to take over an inferior race? Exactly. I mean, that sounds and, terrible. But it's true because think about it. If you're an alien race and you're trying to take over a planet, what better way than to infiltrate? Exactly. You know, and, and what I would do is, identify the most influential people on earth, kidnap them, replace <laughs> them with a version. And then this version does whatever you want. Right. Right. Think about it. It's like, you'd be able to take over. If you were able to get everyone influential, the most powerful people on earth, kidnap them, replace them with a version. Nobody knows that this is actually an imposter. And that person does exactly what you want. You'd be able to take over the planet in no time. 
I think G. Curtis is the scroll and he's replaced Gary. <laughs> right. Because he sounded too sure in that plan. Like, he knows, he knew. like he knows he knew this before. works for certain. Yes, it works. <laughs> this is what we did. It works. No, Don't ask me you, how I know, but it works. But, you, but you're absolutely right. And then another thing to, to just double down on that, because of this type of shows, like we know what the scrolls are capable of. Like this, this is another way because of just based on the time frame that the, that the season's going to come out. This comes out before Kang Dynasty and all of that stuff. So you can introduce a lot of other characters in the form of a scroll and then bring them in another format when you bring in Kang Dynasty or Secret uh, or Secret Wars. Like you're, you're, you, you have so much of a, this is like another open door. Like in the same way that I felt like No Way Home kind of was for uh, the Multiverse of Madness in the way that WandaVerse and Loki was also for the Multiverse of Madness. It's just it, it's a, a, a easy step where you can introduce a lot of characters and introduce them in a way where they don't necessarily have to be super important right now, but you know that they exist somewhere out in the universe. And at some point you're gonna question, well, hell, when are they gonna come to our main universe here? If you exist, like when we're gonna when are we gonna see our form of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if, they, if we know the way the scrolls work in Secret Evasion and the comic books, they were snatching people up. So there could just be a lot of people locked away too. Exactly. And here's another thing, too. How do we know exactly when this invasion started? It is mm-hmm. possible that we could have characters revealed to be scrolls that we didn't know were scrolls all along. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was know? just going to say that. Who, yeah, exactly. who, who do you guys think would have been a scroll this whole time? Like who they would have made? Well, in the comics, they definitely Carol Danvers was a scroll. Wanda was a scroll. I think that I think they've figured out who their uh, Spider Girl is going to be, and I really think they're going with um, the Queen herself, uh, Amelia, Amelia Clark, because she's supposed Playing to be Jessica in. Drew. Jessica Drew, yep, I think so. Okay, but I think she's yeah. But also, um, one big thing that gets me excited about Secret Invasion is this is a it's such an easy way to bring in someone like Deadpool. Deadpool was one basically like the, you know, Achilles heel for the Scrolls because they couldn't take him over because if you take his, him over, you die. Deadpool is the only Deadpool because you take over his cancer if you take over his body. So what they did in the comics is him, Brother Voodoo, and um, Doctor Strange had to go and attack the Scroll Queen. And when they went to do that, that's what helped them release all of the old heroes. So I just really look forward to knowing that Deadpool 3 is coming soon. And like the big question is, well, dang, what is he going to do now? <laughs> now we know. You know, this is just an easy, uh, it's another layup for them. And it's like, it's, you can kind of release that movie when you're looking for your, your, ha- your Hail Mary. Because that's what Deadpool is. So like, it's to me, like, this is trying to open the door for a lot of different things within the MCU. And I'm just really looking forward to see, like, like you said, like who has been a scroll this whole time? Like mm-hmm. who and I think besides, besides Nick Fury. And are yeah. they gonna do it in a way where it's like 
they're going to get rid of characters that did that did things in the past that didn't make sense? Are they going to do this on like an outside writer's level? It's like, hmm, you know, well, the fan, the fan base didn't really like him so much. Mm-hmm. We could just say he's a scroll. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> is it going to be like that or is it going to be like a little bit story based as well? And if so, like, who would you who would you make a scroll to get rid of, you know? Hank Pym. <laughs> but I thought you want rid. I, I thought you want the the real Hank Pym film. Like, if you want another one to be out there somewhere, just waiting. Well, that means the the real Hank Pym is gone. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make Iron Fist a scroll? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Morbius. Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> and Iron Man 3, that was just a whole scroll dream. Just a bunch that of scrolls. The whole movie was just scrolls. That was, yeah, it was just all scrolls. <laughs> oh, everybody just figured out how it works. <laughs> scroll the movie. It was only one nine scrolls, Harvey. That's <laughs> oh, how a man lived with a bunch of scrolls <laughs> and survived. Yet it made so much money. So that really, that really, that really upset me, you know, because I, I, I remember when Iron Man three came out and I saw it, and I saw it with my cousin, and I kid you not, the the first words out of my mouth when 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 the movie was over, I was like, who wrote this? I was just, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was horrified because it was so it, bad. It, it just felt like it, it felt like, and the reason why I said who wrote this is, Iron Man's like Tony Stark's character. It just he just seemed so off in that whole movie. The yeah, dialogue was off. The people were doing things that didn't make any sense. It was just like, who are these people? Who wrote these? Oh, yeah. It's like it's like someone wrote Iron Man three and had no idea what the characters. Shane Black. Black. Shane Black. I don't even have, I don't even have to look that up. I know who, <laughs> I know who hurt me. Yeah, you found Shane out. Black. <laughs> I know who hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasting my time. You put me in a lineup. I'm pointing them out. That man. You know, I really, you know, I really <laughs> upset me about Shane Black. Shane Black had us so excited. Yeah, we're gonna do the Mandarin. You know, we're 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 definitely gonna do the Mandarin. And then I watched the movie, and I'm like, "You ain't do no damn Mandarin." That's, That's extremist. Fooled us. Extremist. Yeah, you I love, lied. I like the extremist storyline. I hate like, Iron Man three. You lied. You lied to us. You lied to us. Lies. Iron Patriot and. Yeah, flying the suits, falling apart, getting hit by trucks. I don't have time Put, for playing that up for laughs. I thought it was how many times have we seen the suit just break apart? The model of the. Oh, we're, we're not. We're, I'm not doing this. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm having a good Sunday. I'm Let's podcasting. Move. I'm enjoying my day. I'm not talking about Iron Man three. Right. Now. <laughs> won't let you do that. Won't let you take me there. We got Thunderbolts coming up. Who yes. y'all want in the Thunderbolt lineup? Man, right the wrongs of, of, of Taskmaster. Please and thank you. Give it to the homeboy, because it should have been the homeboy the whole time. What Give homeboy? it to the homeboy. The the the, the arms dealer. The arms dealer that was helping him out the whole time. I don't know why he would be Taskmaster. He seems like a pretty cool guy. But I, that's what I'm saying. He ain't gotta be. He ain't gotta be an evil taskmaster. Just give him the suit because he's now gotta protect himself to continue being an arms dealer. He's just out here to make money. He ain't gotta. Taskmaster wasn't always necessarily the evilest of, person, of people. He was someone who did what he had to do to get what he had to do. He was. He was a worse version of Hawkeye. Unfortunately, um, with the passing of William Hurt, we won't get to see him as Red Hulk. 
I've been waiting so long for that too. All right. And I thought he would have been a great yeah. red folk. I was really looking forward to that. Another reason why these extended universe movies, you know, like the first Hulk movie came out in 2008. It's 2022. If in a normal world, we would have gotten a, a trilogy and gotten that by now, but rest in peace. Um, yeah, I, I would still like to see Red Hulk in some way, shape, or form, but I don't know how Marvel feels about recasting characters after death. We're going to unfortunately have to get into that later. Oh, yeah. boy. But I do hope we get to see John Walker come back yeah. so he can get his ass beat again. <laughs> get that man a real shield shit. He, he get what he get. No more handouts for him. He had I am excited to see uh, Yelena again and mm-hmm. have, see her finally get to have that that um that discussion with Valentina about that lie she told. Yes. Well, it wasn't a lie technically. Technically. <laughs> technically. It, technically, what well, she when left you go, out, she left out a lot of details though. What well, what I will say is not like she she didn't know the truth. She just strung the truth because no one knows the Hawkeye. And now yeah. Yelena, like no one knew what happened when he came back. They just know that she didn't come back. So well, it's interesting, interesting point here. So from Miss Marvel, we find out that Scott Lang has a podcast. <laughs> That's true. I feel like Scott Lang has been telling a lot of information. Exactly, and letting people. Know. I don't. I don't think everything is as secretive. It's got, yeah, especially if you sit there with this homeboy. If you remember in the Doctor Strange movie at the wedding, the other doctor leaned over to Doctor Strange and was like, Are you sure there wasn't another way? So he knew that Doctor Strange, you know, went through all those possibilities. Of course, Ant Man would know. They're keeping him up to speed on all the things that are going on. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on the podcast. He's telling the whole world. (laughs) That's that's what I think is going on, and I'm not completely mad at him. He's a convicted felon. <laughs> he's, hey, bro. he's probably getting some crazy sponsorship. Hey, man, you got to get that bread. You got to get to. that money. You know, like, hey, to. we gonna do a little ad break here in a minute ourselves, but <laughs> Thunderbolts. I feel like this will be a way better version than Suicide Squad. And that's what I'm looking forward to because it's a little bit of the same thing. You've got some people who are considered villains, but they're the main characters. The threat they're going up against is probably just as bad as them. And the heroes are going to be there. I think they're, I think they're, uh, their characters, honestly, I mean, save from maybe Harley Quinn because Margot Robbie be doing her thing. Like they're a lot more compelling. You know, every one of them. Like, if you go with the, if you bring in Ghost, if you bring in any form of a Taskmaster, when you, when you bring in Yelena, when you bring in John Walker, just whatever you decide to do with Red Hulk, because I do feel like they're still going to go that route. Maybe they change a meal into Red Hulk instead of, you know, I wouldn't want that. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want that. I think at this point, you either recast. But if you recast, you're going to get J.K. Simmons. Um, but no, he's uh, he's, he's, he's got a role. Everybody say he got a role. Uh, he, and that's is, what I said. he is. He is. He is. He is J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson. Like, I will give, like, there's no other. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, unless you recast, like what can you really do? And I guess if you think about recasting, if you find someone who looks like an, a younger version of William Hurt and you take the him taking the Hulk serum help rejuvenate his body type of deal, mm-hmm. then maybe you can go that route. But if what one thing is going to be an immediate issue with the fan base is if you recasted him, why wouldn't you recast the child? Hey, and hey, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. It, it, it's an and it's an argument that you're you have to you would be creating by mm-hmm. doing that. So it, it's. It's really up to like it's like a business decision at this point what you decide to do with that because you don't have to make Red Hulk, you don't. We want Red Hulk, but you don't necessarily have to make them. I just think it's, I think it's it's like me and Beta Ray Bill. There's some things that you just can't do anymore. I don't know if that's one that they can continue to do unless they change it up all together. It just makes some brand new Red Hulk. Dude. Speaking of all this Hulk and John Walker, we've got Captain America, New World Order. Captain America, New World Order, the first Marvel movie helmed with a black man in a starring role that wasn't Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? MCU-wise, it's just been Black Panther, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody we've left off this list for San Diego Comic-Con, I'll just give him a little shout out here is War Machine. And, you know, we've been promised an Iron Wars. And they said nothing about it. <laughs> they said, hey, it's still coming in a tweet. <laughs> they tweeted, hey, it's still coming. Like, don't worry about it. But, yeah, I feel like this is the biggest thing. Like, it's a Captain America movie fine and dandy, but look who's the star. Look what's, you know, around it. And I don't know if Bucky's going to be in it. I hope we see him. But I feel like this movie has to tackle probably my least favorite part about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that's um, Agent Carter and her turn to the dark side. Yeah. I just, um, who's left for for him to fight? You know. Well, they, they the Serpent Society is um what they teased as a Captain America movie a few years ago, but you know he's he's got he's got villains like you. You got to think we think about these. They're not really just Captain America villains. They're just Marvel villains. Yeah, you know. Red Skull, Red Skull could pop back up. What a symbol that is! The Black any, Captain America fighting the Nazi. Any, <laughs> other, any, any any other super soldiers out there? You know what I'm saying? As, you know, it might be. You know, like <laughs> a, a, a dark version of Steve. Yeah, I don't think you go that route yet. Well, yeah, I think you hold. I think you hold back maybe two movies at least to decide uh, whether. With New World Order, I think about, you know, like the Serpent Society, some people trying to take off, take over. But that also harkens to Hydra, you know? It does. Yeah, like we, we, still there. We haven't heard much of Hydra lately in the MCU. We know they're still out there. They're, they're still a problem. 
I mean, they've—they I don't know if this has been com, like, absolutely confirmed, but they've been talking a whole lot about Jim Carrey playing Modoc. Maybe Aim is coming back. You know, Modoc is supposed to appear in uh, Quantum Mania. There you go. And it's not going to be like the the big, big head. head. It's going to be him before that, right? No, it's just like a. He's going to be more of like a. Um, Damn it. What was the dude who made the algorithm? That guy. It's not Zemo. Oh, Armenzola. Armenzola. Oh, yeah. Right. I think it's going to be close to like an Armenzola type. Like he's going to be more computerized and not the, you know, the organic giant head. <laughs> um, cool. I wasn't looking forward to Big Head. Modoc's a good show, though. If you. Um, Check it out on Hulu. Is that the Patton Patton Oswald um, Mm -hmm. show? Okay. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I found out when my my cousin had it on, and I just ended up walking home, like coming home one day, and I turned, opened the door, and I heard like three jokes. I was like, that's that's funny. Don't don't take it too seriously, but it's it's funny. It's funny. We also got Guardian of the Galaxy 3 coming out. We already talked about Grown Up Groot, but some other characters we're going to see. Adam Warlock finally popping up after him being cheesed at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And um, we've got the the villain. <clears throat> is um, Gosh, what is his name? The uh, High Evolutionary is popping up. And he's... Pl- Did you guys watch um, Peace... Peacemaker, uh, peacekeeper. Yeah. yeah, the 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 black guy. What was his name? You guys remember? Oh yeah, yeah. The, oh, the the, the uh, Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah, he he's playing the high evolutionary. So there goes James Gunn. You know, he does. He works with a group of people, and he likes them, and he keeps them around. He finds a place to put them. <laughs> he finds a place for these people that he likes. Yeah, and I think you know. He's gonna do a great job. This almost seems like it's gonna be a, a rocket centric um movie. But we also get Gamora popping up from the other timeline. And it looks like she's leading the Ravagers and Peter's still trying to win her back, knowing that that's not the same woman. Hey man, that's that's Peter Quill. Yeah, he's just a, a big, big old fuck up. <laughs> all the mistakes <laughs> all the mistakes Peter Quill for you. you know but yeah how do you guys feel about this third installment because James Gunn we know he doesn't mind killing people no he doesn't, he doesn't. Mind. I feel like at the end of this we're gonna get a death it might be uh, Mantis or it might be Drax maybe even Rocket I was gonna mm-hmm. say I think it's gonna be Rocket I think mm-hmm. it's I, I think I think we are, they are bound to break up and there's going to be a new team moving forward. And I don't think Peter Quill, I don't think Groove is going to be on it. Um, I think Drax might, I don't know what, I think Drax may stay. What, what is Drax where they have to go back to? Um, Vance is kind of the same situation, but I just think they're, Adam Warlock will probably be the person to lead this team when, when it's all said and done. Um, but I just feel like this is, it feels like a retirement tour for some. Mm-hmm. G Curtis, what do you think? 
Yeah, it, it definitely feels it feels like we're going to have to say goodbye to some characters. And I, I'm not ready for that yet. You know, I, I love yeah, this yeah. cast. I, I love the characters. And I'm honestly still processing Yondu, you know. Yeah. Yondu's passing in, in, in the second Guardians of the Galaxy. So I I agree with you guys. I do think there are going to be deaths. I, 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 matter of fact, I think it's going to be multiple deaths. I don't think it's going to be just yeah. characters. It's, it feels die. like it's going to be multiple. I'm kind of preparing myself mentally for that because, you know, a lot of a lot of directors, when when they say to you, okay, this is the last one, there are going to be some deaths. Yeah, you prepare know? yourself. So just prepare yourself for that. So I'm kind of preparing myself. And man, I think it's going to be a blast. You know, it's like, those characters, man, they just work so well together. And if yeah, and if, yeah. If there's one thing we know about James Gunn, we saw him do it again in Suicide Squad. We saw him do it again in Peacemaker. He he does characters that have nothing to do with each other. You wouldn't necessarily think they would work as a group, and yet they come together, and it's just harmony. He does yeah, that yeah. better than just about anyone else I've ever seen. You know, a ragtag group of characters, you throw them together, you think, oh, this isn't a team. And then by the end of the movie, they're solid as, rock, as a rock, you know? So it's like, I can't wait to see more of that dynamic with the characters that honestly, you know, if you look at these characters, they look like they shouldn't even be together. But yeah. man, boy, do they work. And I can't wait to have more adventures. But, you know, it's kind of sad that this is going to be the last one. And I, I, I'm not even going to speculate who's going to die. I just know characters are going to die. And I'm just going to try to prepare myself because I know it's going to hurt. Yeah, I don't even know if this will be the last Guardians movie. You know, like we might get a Guardians for. I think it is one of the more successful franchises in the MCU belt, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, we got two we got two Guardian movies before we got um two Black Panther movies. I think we got two Guardians before we got two Spider-Man movies, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and and G said it best, man. It's like this is a cast that you fell in love with from the very beginning. It's not like of all the cast, theirs has been has stood the test of time for the most part. You know, yeah, we lost Gamora, but we lost Gamora after 19 films, you know, and we lost Gamora in a way that she was brought back in a movie. Like, so we did we didn't fully lose her. And like, so their team has really been that family that that they had been together. Because we know only thing we know about the Avengers is they go off and they do their own things. We call it civil war. They fought against one another. Like they haven't really had that moment of you know disbandment or you know neglect or anything. Like they have been a family, you know, thick and thin since the very beginning. So it's gonna be, it is gonna be sad knowing that even if it's even if somebody doesn't die, I don't see a way that this movie ends and someone doesn't die. It, it like you said, when when we know that a. a, a Director says it's the end. It's typically the end. Watch Suicide Squad. You know that he has no problem with killing someone. Watch Peacemaker. You know that he has no problem with killing someone. But one thing you also know, you know he's going to tease it. So we'll see likely everyone get pushed to the brink of death in this movie. And I feel like once we see it once, you just just race for impact because you know it's going to come. That's If there's ever been a sign, that's usually the first one. But I, I just feel like with them leaning into either Rocket or Peter, I, I just feel like somebody, <laughs> like Kevin Hart said, somebody had to go. Hmm. 
Somebody has to go. And what a horrible transition. <laughs> Oof. Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Love the trailer. Angela Bassett looks amazing. Yeah. Um, Namor looks amazing. I will start with saying there's a theory out there that this movie takes place in the time with the blip in between um, Infinity War and Endgame. I I would love that. I would love if they just give us a little bit of time, you know, and it would still make sense for T'Challa not being there and, you know, him being mourned and um, we saw end um, what was it? Uh, Endgame they were uh, Okoye was talking about some disturbances you know that they were having in the area. Let that be Namor and what yeah. he has going on. And yeah, then underwater. maybe at the end of the movie we see T'Challa comes back and, you know, defeats Namor when he comes back. And then after that, they go to, you know, save the world from Thanos. It's a little choppy. Not going to lie. It's a little choppy there. It doesn't look like he just got done fighting when he came out that portal in Endgame. But it would make sense because Namor is a notorious asshole. and He probably wouldn't go help them anyway. I mean, and, and if they go this route, because you can always switch it up, like, what if they're to say that, you know, it wasn't T'Challa that beat Namor? What if, you know, there's, for whatever reason, the sediment of the heart-shaped herb has gotten into the ocean, and they buried Killmonger instead of dip, dip dropping him and he's come back, and in one last fell swoop, he gives his life to protect the kingdom because there is no T'Challa. Because maybe Shuri got lived away. Like there's, a, I feel like there's a lot of ways that you could take this movie. I, I, I wouldn't be against them going that route. I wouldn't be, but I also wouldn't be against with them kind of bouncing around with the timeline a bit too. Um, but with them showing, I don't know, just just in itself, like this, you can just tell this movie is gonna be heart wrenching. Yeah, with the 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 theme and the mood of the trailer in itself, like it just pulls you like immediately, like you want to know what this movie is about, like what entail, like what's gonna happen, and you know, knowing. Of, of course, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, like it, it gives you that that question mark of what is the next step with Wakanda? Like, how do you move forward? Spoiler wise, what I've seen, which I hope isn't true, is that Shiri becomes the new Black Panther and Mbaku becomes the new ruler of Wakanda. We know Letitia Wright has some very controversial um, statements that she's made. Don't really want to get into that. But I feel like 
that would cause problems that DC is having <laughs> with some star characters and not so, you know, good spotlights. But I trust Ryan Coogler at the end of the day. Great director, great mind. I know he's going to do right by the film. And I'm still looking forward to seeing it. But another thing I did hear is that Dr. Doom is the one that kind of incited this whole fight between Namor and his people. And that is exciting. That would be awesome. And, and, it would, it, and it would lead us. And if Dr. Doom somehow makes an appearance, or even if he doesn't make an appearance and he's just referenced, then it kind of opens the door to Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So that would be interesting. But as far as the movie itself, I mean, the, the trailer was moving. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it was very emotional. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's one thing to see a character being mourned. But when a character is being mourned and that character was played by an actor that actually died, it hits a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing the morning, it felt like, man, we're not just mourning T'Challa. We're mourning Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, and, that re- yeah. and that really hurts because, you know, it's like we only got one Black Panther movie. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, it was it was a landmark. It was a landmark moment, you know, not just for Marvel fans, but for Marvel fans that wanted to see like a strong black character that wasn't just part of an en- ensemble. But it right. could lead a movie and not just make a good movie, but make a financially successful movie. And we accomplished that. And then, you know, in, in the blink of an eye, he was gone. So, you know, I this, this theory about all this taking place during the blip, I would like that because then we wouldn't have that uncomfortable moment where if we're saying that T'Challa is dead, how did he die? You yeah. know, then it, it puts us in that awkward space where, OK, we've got to kill him in the movie. But if exactly. we do it and it's a blip, then it's it, it, it's it's he's still gone. But it softens the blow somewhat and we can see him being mourned, but we don't have that uncomfortable thing where are we going to kill him off camera or are we going to show yeah. him mice? Because I really don't want to see T'Challa die. I don't want to see it at all. Uh, so, not again. I don't <laughs> we, got, we got nothing. What if? Yeah, we don't want to see it. So it's like, yeah. you know, if they do the blip, I'd be fine with that. It would be a way to kind of cushion the blow. And it could be one of those things where it's like, I'm pretty sure in Infinity War or Endgame, they show that Shuri, Shuri was missing. But that doesn't necessarily mean that she had to be missing because of being blip. There's nothing saying that within the whole fight that was happening, the, the tower that she was in wasn't torn down and she dropped. And maybe she you know, was knocked unconscious for a long period of time somewhere else. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be that she disappeared that way. So like you said, like if it's in the blip time, I feel like that it tracks with the trailer. It, it tracks with, you know, not having to watch T'Challa die on screen because no one wants to see that. Even in the suit, no one wants to see that. Um, it's, just, it's just not good. So with the, if, if you make it within the blip time that that creates that creates a future as well. If they if they dealt with Namor in the past, and 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 Doctor Doom is part of the problem, then that means that Doctor Doom was doing stuff throughout the blip. That's five years of time for him to just do whatever he wants. So that means like when we go in the future, 
now you got to question, well, dang, what has he done in all of this time? Like, what has he accomplished? Now you can move forward to a, a, no, a whole nother villain. It's just, it just creates more space for like things that you can like write in as opposed to just saying, you know, this happened after the blip. Now we got to do stuff that's going to be bad, poor taste. And it's just, I just feel like um, the Disney side of things, Disney's going to think about that, like think about that when creating the film. And this will close out phase four, which I think is a pretty underwhelming phase for Marvel, honestly. I mean, if you can clean up all of the stuff you did with some of these, these like... I mean, the strongest film that they had in phase four, they can't even include it on their chart because it's, it's not Sony movies. And, you know, Doctor Strange, good movie. Looking back at it, is it as good the third time you watch it? I don't know. It's it's definitely not one that I see myself going back and watching over and over again. A lot of the shows, like we we've said what we said about Ms. Marvel. I felt like I'm watching a you know Disney Channel original movie. I don't like, like watching like a Marvel funny. property, you know. So I feel like at this point they're not going for the big theatrical events that these movies used to be. Now it's just here's what's coming out. Here's what's yeah. flowing. You know, this is for the people like us who I go out and they make content on it and they get all the other people interested. That's what they're doing at this point. And it's great that they can do that because these other folk, they can't do that. And we're going to get right into that (laughs) after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, y'all. We just covered everything that Marvel released at San Diego Comic-Con. And now we got some stuff over here at Warner Brothers, and they did not Warner Brother at all before all this nonsense dropped. Nah, if anything, <laughs> they found a discovery in this uh, this new lifetime, and that discovery was bankruptcy. <laughs> so HBO Max and Discovery are merging into HBO Max Discovery or HBO Discovery. Something like that. I, I, frankly, I, I I don't know what the hell Discovery got. I think they got like home. Renovation shows. Um, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be able to watch Fixer Upper on my HBO Max. I'm looking, looking forward, forward to that. that. <laughs> I'm yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> but I can go on YouTube for that stuff too. You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Boy. and for this new CEO to come in and do it. All right. So let's let's start with the big one. cancellation of Batgirl. It wasn't just canceled; it was destroyed. All these actors. Mm-hmm. Writers, cameraman, everyone who worked on this project. I hope they can't nobody spent the checks. It's a it's a tax write. It's a tax write down. So that means HBO Max cannot make any money off of this. No theaters, no app. They can't sell it to another studio. It's it's gone. Damn. You know, lately we've seen the actress post, you know pictures and scenes not not scenes but you know like her experience on set you know and it just really sucks and they're like oh we want to keep all these people around i would not want to work with I you again i did not want to work after this and their 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 whole explanation as i think it was a 90 million dollar loss that they're going to eat and it was the new CEO saying that they they want to focus on big 
theatrical events and Batgirl was not it. So they tried to make it a, a big theatrical event by adding more money to it. And it was like, no, it's, it's not working. Like basically they're saying it's a bad movie. Hey, hey has it stopped it. them before? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it's a bad movie. We're not going to release it. Said no studio ever. Ever. They, they keep they throw bad movies out all the time. I mean, what? what why should this be any different? There, is, there is an Avatar movie by M Night Shyamalan that still gets spins to this day. You all could have made that movie. Yeah, I mean, Marvel did release Iron Man three, so yeah. I'm just saying. Listen, they, they, they didn't shut. They didn't shelf that. There are a lot of movies out that did not have to see the light of day from this very studio. Mm-hmm. You know. Does it have anything to do with it being uh, led by a woman, person of color? I don't know. Quite possibly. Well, but it could have also just been a bad movie. I don't know who was asking for a, a Batgirl movie. I, that's be- what I'm saying. I don't think anyone was asking for, <laughs> for them. To I think that was the problem from the, from the well, jump. Well, I mean, if 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 you look at if you look at what all right, if you look at what CW did with their cancellations lately. I mean, CW is known for if you're doing okay, we'll give you another season. Man, this part, this part, it was brutal. Like it felt like everybody was getting axed. Yeah, everybody was just getting a Naomi axed. You know, it was like shows left and right. It was just, and you, you, a lot of it, it felt like they were cleaning house because of this big merger that was coming. So now the merger is here, and now we get more cancellations. I mean, it's gonna get messy, man. It's gonna get messy. They claim they've got a, they've got a ten-year plan. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it's 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 a bloodbath right now. You guys are just yeah. killing it. I think the weirdest thing about it, like even them saying like, yeah, they have this long ten year plan where they're trying to do it. Like Marvel did it. I just don't feel like there was a long hiatus of movies or content from Marvel throughout that process. Like mm-hmm. you know, there was still something coming out every two to three years. Like when is when are we gonna get the next DC product now? Like and and why of all of the things that you had in the making, like why is that getting axed? But the Flash is still there. Oh boy, are we, are we going to talk about the Flash? Now? I feel are like we, we got to. We got can, to we, can, can we? Can we? Can we jump into that? Yeah, because like that just like to me, and that's my thing is like you all put all of this money into this this one product here, but you cut Ray Fisher out of it. I think I think and, that was two hundred million. So maybe they just felt like they just put too much into it. But it's like, unless you feel like this movie is what's going to jumpstart you and help you moving forward, unless unless the movies that they kept, Black Adam, uh, uh, was it Captain Marvel, uh, War of the Gods, um, Flash, and I can't even remember what the last, there's like two more movies. That's that's coming out? That, oh, the Joker's old stupid musical and the second Batman that they're going to make. Wait, are you talking about movies that's coming out still? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Aquaman 2. That still Aquaman has Amber Heard in it. <laughs> yeah, that still has Amber good, Heard in it. Good, thing that, good thing that doesn't have any controversies in it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like y'all made some, you made questionable decisions, but you're still making those questionable decisions. So why cut anything? Why just, why not just let it play out, see what it does, and continue, like, give yourself some time to make these new decisions. <laughs> Reboots happen every day. B. Y'all had no problem rebooting everything you've ever done. So at least in y'all case, you have a literary device within the Flashpoint where you can reset everything. 
Why not say that or make that happen? Go with what you're going to do and shit, do it again. Well, they even had Michael Keaton was going to be in the Batgirl movie as an older version of mm-hmm. Batman. And he's still supposed to show up in the Flash movie as the older version of Batman. I'm wondering if there was some type of, you Is know, Flash maybe. I, I don't, I don't know because this, the Batgirl movie, that one had a Black Commissioner Gordon, and we know the one from Michael Keaton. We we saw his Commissioner Gordon. He's yeah. he's probably the only actor along with Alfred that didn't change throughout those movies from the beginning. Yeah. And that don't really make no sense in itself. And maybe they saw, maybe they saw all the writing choices that were being made. And they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are y'all doing? I just, I don't, I don't. They don't have a plan. Obviously, they're they're, they're just trying too much. I think they should have just kept doing this. Just make movies. It's all part of a multiverse. Maybe mm-hmm. sometime you'll, maybe one day you'll get Robert Pattinson and Batfleck together in a movie. You know, no but until, that, but you what? Who wants? Who's screaming for two Batman in a movie? I would watch it. I would not. Would you not watch a movie with two Batman in it? No. Depends on which two Batman. Definitely. Well, two Batman that aren't Robert Pattinson's Batman. You didn't like Robert Pattinson's Batman? Um, let, right, let let me let me put it to you like this. I thought his Batman was it was a decent Batman. His his, his Bruce Wayne though. And this isn't necessarily Robert Pattinson's fault. Since when is Bruce Wayne a recluse? A shut-in. Now, remember now, we're not talking about, um, you, you know, Dark Knight Rises, Bruce Wayne, who's been through some stuff. And he's like, man, I got to kind of, you know, lock myself away from him. I'm talking about Batman when Playboy he's like at, at the beginning. He should be out there having fun. And it's like, he was just a little too depressed and a little too dark for my liking. You know, it's I, like, you're just getting started, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. like, live a little. I'll give him some. I'll 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 wait till the next movie to decide whether or not that was a decision based on him thinking that you know within the first two years of being Batman that happened you will likely take over more than the everyday man side. So if he does the same thing in the next one, then I'm like, nah, bro, that ain't. But I'll give him the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt right now because there is some reason I can make sense of that. But I do feel like I'm capping for him yeah. on that one. For yeah, sure. It, yeah, it was it was it was a bit much. It was because it, it, it definitely was. Even the, Curtis, the, the thing. G Curtis doesn't like Twilight. I'll, hey, I'll <laughs> hey, it was Twilight. Whenever we do the anniversary special for those movies, we we, we won't call you. You know, I won't and, even and, let you know that episode's and, coming out. And you know what's funny? I've actually watched every Twilight movie there is. Really? I've watched all of them, and and I I thought that. I mean, as Edward, he works. Hey, yeah. bro, you know who he, he should have been? He he's been a good question. actor. He's a he good actor. Been the question, yeah, bro. Is. That's, that's who he needed to be. They fucked up and, and Scott, they cast him as Batman. He'd have made a raw-ass question. See, when I, he he was, yeah, when I heard he was cast as Batman, I was like, I just don't see it. And then yeah. I saw the movie, and I was like, his Batman was pretty damn awesome to me. Yeah, his his Batman's good. No, his it's Batman just, was really good. It was it was a different the, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Like I, Bruce Wayne. And this is this is how I feel like about Henry Cavill. Like 
when has Clark Kent been a, a wanderer? <laughs> like, no, he's a reporter. He's a normal person. How yeah. did Clark Kent get a job as a reporter if you're telling me he was working on oil rigs and traveling the world? He has no degree. Why would they give him a job he as no a journalist? But, 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 but he's he very no good. Degree. If Man of Steel taught us anything, he's very good at forging documents, sir. So... That explains how he got that job. Well, I would hope if you're applying for a job <laughs> as a reporter, you're working with other reporters. Maybe Perry was like, maybe I should do some research. Go on his LinkedIn. <laughs> hey, man, that, re that resume looks pretty good to me. Check his Instagram. <laughs> what is he doing? <laughs> so it, nah, I, I think that. that just goes to show that these they don't know what they're doing. You look at the Joker. The Joker, it was a good movie. I enjoyed the Joker. It had it had the message it had. It wasn't a traditional Joker movie. I don't know who the hell this Arthur Fleck dude is. I I get it. You want to make a movie, you want to do something different. It worked. I'll take it. A musical? Yeah, what is that? I'm, I can't. I can't rock with it. Why? What is, what is why? why? It's why. It's like stick. This ain't stick Sweeney Todd. It, like, it's like stick. Stick with what worked, man. It's right. like the, it's like you go. It's like you see. I hate when sequels do this. You have a movie. It comes out. It's successful, and then all of a sudden they're like, "How can we replicate the success by doing the complete opposite thing?" No, if you do the complete opposite you're going to get the complete opposite effect. It doesn't work like that. You have to fit. You have to stay with what made you successful. Like Don't leave. Like this, this, this musical thing. What is that? The first, right. one, the first one wasn't a musical. Why, why, why do we have to go all the way to a musical now? Come on now. The, the, the people who I know love the first movie. Nobody is excited for the second one. But I do know Margot Robbie has enjoyed some great success as Harley Quinn. You tell me Lady Gaga is going to play Harley Quinn. That is all we're going to see whatever Halloween comes out. <laughs> Everybody yeah. dressed up like Lady Gaga, Harley Quinn. It's, it, if it's this would have happened man. 10 years, 10 years ago, it'd have been a, it'd have been an epidemic. <laughs> We'd have seen more everybody time. looking like this. I, I think the Lady Gaga hype has died down just a bit you know like she's not definitely still super talented bright star you know great singer great actress do i think she's as you know crazy now as she was back then when she was you know when she was no. gaga no you know <laughs> no she's not the same like you said Damn she's me. not the same person she was even when she made that movie with bradley cooper like that showed a very different version of who she is and she's changed since then i don't know why like why go this choice to create to have like an actor that i can't remember the guy who played the joker y'all could fill in joaquin phoenix why have a joaquin phoenix who's played all of these magnificent roles like he is going to out act her i don't care He's he's going to act circles around her, and I feel like that's why you okay. Well, get, make it make her do what she's talented in. Make her sing. You mm -hmm. don't need that. Exactly. Like, where is this movie going if they're just if it's a musical? Like, what are exactly. you doing? 
Exactly. And now the emphasis isn't on acting, just like you said. The emphasis is going to be on can you sing? Exactly. And that's and that's the problem, because now all of a sudden, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be at a disadvantage. Exactly. And he's a brilliant actor. So it's like, why would you tie his hands like that? I just don't understand the logic. What are can he not saying? I mean, I've he can. Never, he I mean, can. I, I'm, I'm sure he can because, you know, he's going to have to. I mean, if, if Wolverine can sing, I'm sure yeah. everybody can. At yeah, this point. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I don't know sure. where I don't know what his background is. You definitely have a theater background. And maybe he does, too. Like uh, Maybe he does. I thought I've always thought of him just like as a, a talented method actor. I don't know. And that's what I'm like. You're really like you said, you're you're tying his hands on this. Like you're making him show signs that are so far beyond the first movie. And I just don't understand what direction you can go. Like there's a seriousness to the first movie that you're not going to get in a musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're beating the movie up. It can it can still work for some people, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like some people love musicals. Some people love the Joker. Some people love Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's great right now. I forgot. Mm-hmm. I got to go watch now, the new episode of her show. Great show. Yeah, yeah, great show. But let me ask you this. Do all of those people usually run in the same crowds? How often do you get all of those people being the same, same person? It's going to be so hard to check all of those boxes in one. And not and some people who just want to see a DC movie, some people who just enjoy the Joker, are not going to fuck with musicals. Because most you, people don't fuck. I fuck with musicals, but I, I don't feel like see this. If you fuck with DC, I feel like fucking with DC is not the reason you enjoy the Joker. I If I came of it as a fan of the Joker, like a fan of DC, like I wouldn't have liked the movie. It, look, look at it. The Joker is old enough to be... What we're, we're 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 supposed to believe Batman and Joker are brothers, you know what I mean? Like the, we've got Arthur Fleck, like this sickly dude. Like he he's not he's not Joker crazy. He's he's not pouring people in acid and doing all the flay. He, he's walking around with a gun and he's crying. And come on, man, like. So, you, so what you're saying? There's this. There's a every, where there's an every man's Joker. There's an every man's Harley Quinn. No, I I think if is you look, bon, at is this, it a Bonnie it, and Clyde? No, it's just it's a movie. It's like it can be completely removed. Like I don't even think they call him the Joker in the movie. No, you know I what I mean. It's, I think that's something. This is that. it's just a movie, right? Like it's yeah. this would be like it's an original idea. Like there's nothing really in there that ties a lot into the Joker's story besides being a comedian. And his comedian story in the comics is different than what we see in this movie. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's almost like, it's almost like part of the enjoyment of this past, the the Joker movie, the first one, was if you went into it not expecting it to be the Joker that you've seen before, I feel like you got more enjoyment. If you expected it to be that Joker, you were probably disappointed. But right, if you right. went into it with an open mind, and that's how it reeled a lot of people in, because a lot of people weren't expecting this. Mm-hmm. If you went in there with a completely open mind, you were blown away by what you saw. Don't expect it to be like the Joker you've seen, because it's not that. Yeah, yeah, right. And at the end of the Joker, we saw him walking away, dancing. There's music playing in the background. I feel like it could be really fun. Like, 
who's to say just because they're so crazy, they're the only ones singing and doing all this stuff and everything else is like just normal to everybody else. That's that's not a bad idea. You might have, you might got something mm-hmm. that that, that could be fun. how they connect. There's true. some fun that can be had with it. I'm that's just true. not looking forward to it. I don't like musicals. <laughs> if if the music is good, because the yeah. music you got to do this. The music has to be great. Yeah, it has to be great. You know, Lady Gaga is amazing. It could it could work. It could, I mean, I tell you, I, I'm definitely gonna watch it. You know, I'm 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 skeptical, but I will watch <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely gonna watch. You know, I I might float it out there to somebody. I don't. I, maybe uh, I hope it comes on HBO Max Discoveries. I would think so. They always do. <laughs> I'll check it out. Maybe I'll <laughs> check it out then. You know, I, I feel like a lot of these movies they're making me not want to rush to theaters like I used to. I don't know. I'm getting old and jaded, but it's just like I can wait for this to come. It's, out. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not just you. After COVID hit. And no, I, I used to be a huge, I'm still a huge movie buff. I love movies, yeah. but COVID forced us to change how we watch films. And I got used to films coming out. I remember during that time when films were being released in the theaters and on HBO Max on the same day. I remember yeah, watching, yeah. I remember watching Wonder Woman 2 on Christmas Day at home. Mm. And I was like, man, this is pretty nice. Yeah. And I kind of got used to that. So now when movies are coming out, it's like I find myself, I still go to the theater occasionally, but I'm definitely a lot more selective about what I go to the movie theater for. Because, you know, I've gotten used to just waiting for stuff to come up on, you know, on the stream. Right. And it's, and it's not, you don't have to waste that much time. Majority exactly. Like it's usually like two weeks to a month. And exactly. somebody like me is a musical. I don't care for the singing. I can fast yeah, forward yeah. it. I could, yeah. I could pause it. Exactly. I can take a break. Like, okay. Exactly. Hey, I can go to the fridge. I can get mm-hmm. something. Like, yeah. all right, let me get ready for this. All yeah. this thing. Yep. About to... Sounds like an HBO Max movie. You know what I'm saying? It and like it's an HBO money. Max movie. You know? And I save some money. money. I'm already paying for it. So it's, right. I already exactly. got my ticket. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> even, even the Batman, I, I saw the Batman on HBO Max. I didn't see that. Same. Anymore. Yeah, I watched it. I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I waited. I was like, I remember when the Batman came out and they're like, it's going to be on HBO Max in 45 days. I'm like, word. I'll wait y'all out. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait y'all. I can, I can wait. Right. And then 45 minutes, 45 days unscheduled, it was there. So I got my popcorn and everything and fired it up and I watched it. I'm like, I'm not going like to rush into the theater for that. I saw Batman in theaters and I'm glad I saw it in theaters. I've tried to watch it at home. I like the movie, but yeah. goddamn, so two long. hours. Oh, it is so long. <laughs> two hours. Two plus hours, man. Oh, man. Pieces. <laughs> like so I don't, I have to be in the theater to sit, and I can't do anything. I've paid. I'm stuck here. Right. It was I, like, well, we gotta watch it. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I could go run, get a little workout in, come back. I could take a nap. I could, I could do this. This two hours is gonna turn into two days <laughs> if I if I go that route. But man, it's. All the stuff that DC's canceled, I think at the very top of the list, they did something right because it looks like Gotham Knights the show. Yes, sir. Get it out of here. It's out of here. <laughs> they said they want to focus on the big three, yes. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And by telling me you're getting rid of a Batman show that doesn't have Batman, that's got some started. guy I've never heard of before as the main character. Good. 
riddance. Good, good riddance. We don't need another Batman show with no Batman. No. I've been beating this drum for years. I'm sick of it. So when I heard that that show got canceled, I'm like, oh, this merger is not a bad thing after all. It's, it's like, not I, the worst. I, I got I'm, 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 feel, I'm feeling it. Because, I mean, I ever since I heard it, I'm like, okay, another Batman show with no Batman. And right. immediately, immediately you've lost me. Because I just feel like we've had too many of those. Oh, absolutely. I'll be honest. Like, I like the show, but you can merc Titans, too. Like, expunge the cast out. Mm-hmm. Merc the, like, like, just let it go. And start over. If you're going to go with your big three, then create your big three and then create co- connections around that. Like, there's... Well, this is, this is them focusing on movies and, and, and these big projects. I feel like the CW, I feel like that was just kind of trimming the fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still... I feel like there there are some DC shows that I like. I like Doom Patrol. Um, I like the Harley Quinn show. Harley Quinn show's good. I like Peacemaker. Peacemaker's I like those. Great. Love I like those shows. They, they need more Peacemakers, though. That's what I'm saying. If you got to trim the fat to give you more space for the Peacemakers, I would watch a, a Harley Quinn show with Margot Robbie, personally. Like, I'd watch a Suicide Squad show before I watched a, another movie of it. I don't know if Margot Robbie trying to do... I, I don't think she is either, but if she ever could, if she ever decided, I'd watch that. I'd watch it too. I still haven't seen Birds of Prey, so take take that what it is, but it's it's yeah, I haven't seen a lot of recent yeah, it's, it's, you know, I, it, I, it reminds I, me of much of Suicide Squad. They they say that, you know, they're gonna do a ten year plan now. Why no no time like the present? We could do a whole episode on the many times DC has fumbled when they. I feel like they kind of tried to start with Green Lantern back in two thousand and eight, <laughs> and that was a project they abandoned way too fast. Oh yeah. Um, I, if you if you you can you could have fixed that movie, you know. Yeah, the worst thing was too. And then you got Man of Steel, which I feel was a complete failure of a movie. I There's no redeeming qualities to Man of Steel for me. It, I feel like at this point, they made the movie and they were like, we can't turn, we can't stop now. <laughs> we're starting with Superman. This is the backbone of DC. We have to build off of Superman. And it just, it didn't connect the way that they thought it would. And you saw the next one. They tried to fast forward. Marvel's got this team up that they've been building <laughs> for years. You know, oh, that's the, the see. That's the see. That's that's exactly my problem with DC's approach. DC, DC. The thing that really, really upset me about how DC set about setting up their cinematic um, universe is you saw Marvel do it one way, and it was successful. And you looked at that and you said. I want the success, but I don't want to spend the time building mm-hmm. it from the ground up. But I want the success. I, the I just success. don't want to spend the time to build these guys. Because think about it. The Marvel Cinematic Universe didn't start off with Spider-Man and the heavy hitters. It was Iron Man. Iron Man Iron really Man. was what kickstarted everything. Now, Iron Man, you know, in the comic book, he's not an A-lister. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they, they built it. And, and the thing about it is, there were some misfires. Iron Man 2, you know, wasn't really, you know, it, it wasn't on the same level as Iron Man 1. But right. they, kept, they kept going and they kept 
building, you know, building out the characters, coming in with new movies. They were they were weaving like a huge interconnect interconnected exactly. uh, universe. And if you had one that was a misfire, they didn't say, "Oh my God, it it didn't make crazy money. We're going to scrap it and start over." Yeah, let's let's learn from this one and make the next film better. DC it's never just, did that. DC never did that. All DC did was they made Man of Steel, mm-hmm. you know, made decent money, and then they're like, for the next movie, okay, we could have learned from whatever we did wrong in Man of Steel and made a better sequel. But what did we do? We shoehorned Batman in there. Here you go. You know, it's kind of like you, you know how never cran- cranapples, cran- right? How they they cr- cranberry, they throw cranberry and everything. It's like, oh, you got some apple juice, you know, make apple juice better, cranberry juice. You know, throw that in there. It's like everything we just, they use in Batman like they use cranberry juice, man. It's yeah. like, hey, <laughs> a little Batman and make Batman. it better. Oh, you know what make your, sweet, your sequel better? A little Batman in there. It wasn't even Batman, you know. It, I mean, this is B, 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 Superman, Dawn of Justice, all don't these get, titles. Get started, man. Wonder Woman. And then they had to fight, which the fight was just the most ridiculous thing ever. It's like, why couldn't I? Okay, I understand. Even if you're going to throw Batman in there, I, I could have lived with that. But why couldn't it be a team up, man? And yeah. I'm not talking about team up at the very end. I'm talking about there's a team up movie. Why did they have to fight? Yeah, the fight they, yeah, they the, weren't against each other like that immediately. The fight was terrible. Yeah. For, for me to not be invested in this Batman or Superman, this fight did not mean the same. When you watch Civil no. War, it's like I've seen these characters yes. work together yes. to see them exactly. at odds with each other. Yes. I am torn. Right. And that's how you want to feel. Superman movie I didn't like. And now a little bit of backstory on this Batman that I don't really know. I don't care. I don't care why they're fighting. Mm-hmm. And I feel another thing that really hurt DC is for every movie. They've got two different versions of it. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. can't. It, Marvel, they've got this plan. Hey, you guys can do whatever you want. This include this. This has to happen. And then after that, you're set. DC, they they don't know. They don't know. They don't have a Kevin Feige. You know, they're just putting things, places, trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. David Goyer, we've got two versions of Suicide Squad. The first one was so bad. Who knows what the, the unreleased version is? But look at BVS and um, Justice League. Justice League, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the, the other versions of those, they were better. Granted, goddamn Justice League, what, four hours long? Mm-hmm. But, God, man. And it, was, and it was so much better than what we got in theater. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 make and, it a two-parter. And it's right. like, and and it's 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 ridiculous what's what, what happened with DC because it's like there's just there's just no vision. It's Not like DC all. DC gets in their car and they're just like we're just gonna go for a ride. We got no well, GPS, we got nothing. We're just gonna go for a ride and we end up where we end up at. Right when we run out of gas, we're there. Yeah, it just it, it's it, it's just so infuriating when you watch them do this. Even even Justice League. And here's another thing about Justice League. I remember when Justice League first came out and I watched it and I remember thinking to myself, something seems off about this movie. I mean, I knew the backstory and everything, but it literally felt like you stitched two films together. And then there was a whole lot of stuff that was shot. And I didn't realize that 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 Zack Snyder's Justice League was as close to completion as it was, Mm -hmm. which begs the question, who shoots a whole movie that's like four hours long? And then goes to another director and is like, 
you know what we should do? We should reshoot all this stuff and just make yeah. it. Like, and, and not even a, a, a different director, a director that is so different from the original guy mm-hmm. you were working with. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you clearly made a distinction between Marvel's lightheartedness by going this dark, grizzly past. You're going to get Joss Whedon, who is entrenched with so much, you know, controversy himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just by bringing him on, the things that happened with Ray Fisher, it's to the point I am with Ray Fisher 100%. Me too. But when we got the cancellation of Batgirl, he was still going on about the stuff he's got. I'm like, Ray, at at some point, this (laughs) Somebody give this man whatever he wants. I have not seen him in anything else since Justice League. I don't know. To I, feel, what I feel like he's been blacklisted, man. I don't know what, what extent he's been blacklisted to, because I know John Boyega, he's another person who had similar qualms with Disney. And we've mm-hmm. still, still seen him out doing it. movie got about to come out soon. He's got a good, great-looking movie that's about to come mm-hmm. out. Right. He's about to bounce off of this one. I, I really it, feel like this is going like, to like really erupt his career. And he said that, you know, he's wants to do, like, smaller indie projects and stuff like that. Like, as a creator, that's what he wants to do. I don't know what Ray Fisher wants to do. I haven't heard him say what he wants to do. I just, I just hear, like, he's upset and he wants the justice. Like, I, I get it, right? I understand. I want better for you, though. <laughs> what what right. do you it's want? Like, this may not be for you. Like You might need to go ahead and try a different production it, company. It might be a blessing in disguise. I feel like they're going to try to go back to the DCEU because you do have Aquaman. Wonder Woman is somewhat successful over there. She's a 50-50 with me. Yeah. So I don't know if you blow the whole thing up. I, I say you blow it halfway up and then you salvage what you can from what you've already created. If you can take some of the actors and actresses that did well and they can transfer over from TV to uh, um, movie or back, vice versa, then you do that because at this point, it's like you have to kind of create some sort of a cohesive storyline. Otherwise, like really, what are you doing? And I feel like right now, if they wanted to go the direction of the injustice, kind of, uh, you know, eventually making it where, you know, Aquaman is, is in Atlantis are going to be fighting against Wonder Woman and Mascara, you can kind of go that direction and make it where on the outside, on the outskirts of things, you can start retelling these stories about Batman or uh, Batflex Batman or, you know, Henry Cavill's, you know, Superman. But something's got to change. I just want them to make movies. Just, just make movies. Like yeah. they do their, like they do their animated properties. Like we don't yeah. need backstories. Yeah. It doesn't have to be connected. Just make a movie. Yeah. And, and what about, and what about Superman? Um, I've heard that, you know, the, the new, well, the new brass over there at, you know, Discovery, you know, uh, WB, um, that they're thinking about, okay, we need to make Superman, an icon like he's always been because frankly he's 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 been neglected you know he's been he's been seriously neglected and my my question is see it it goes back to this whole thing about always scrapping and starting over instead of you know learning from what happened before and keep and keep going right like what where where would the thor franchise be 
if after I, I, I kid you not, if Thor Dark World had come out and it was like a DC film, they would have scrapped everything Thor going oh, yeah. for. They would never have proceeded. It's like, and that's and that's the difference with Marvel and DC that really irritates me. It's like you can go back to the drawing board and you can learn from a previous film's failure and you can do better on the next one. You, everything doesn't have to be a reboot. So right. I'm, I'm so I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, Superman, you've already got something established. Can you just bring Henry Cavill in and try to like see how you can go forward? Because yeah. you're, like, you're, you're bringing like a whole new Superman. You then we got to start all over again. And I'm like, come on. Right. So what I will say to that is I feel like Thor wouldn't get scrapped because they had a plan. Thor would at least still be around in the team ups. Maybe he'd show up in somebody else's movie. I feel like they would make Thor relevant. They kind of did that for Captain America. You know, the first Avenger, it didn't it didn't do too well. It wasn't a, a great movie by any means, but it was the movie right before Avengers came out. And then in the second one, look at it. They they added Black Widow. They they added Falcon. You know, they they brought back Bucky. And then in the third one, it was basically Avengers two and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, they would they they found a way to work. Like for exactly. for Thor, they gave him hope. Like mm-hmm. they make things work. Yeah. DC, it That's happens, smart. and then they're just like, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> DC gives up too easily. They look at the director like, what what happened? They're like, I'm like, <laughs> you, you told me to do this. <laughs> because because y'all ain't have no GPS. You right. just got in the car just wandering around aimlessly. It's like um the directors, they're they're like an Uber driver. You know, <laughs> the, they get in and it's like, all right, where do you want me to go? It's like, just drive. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like right. the Uber driver's just driving around and he stopped and like, why did you bring me here? Like, well, yeah, you told me to they drive. Yeah, <laughs> just drive. Yeah. So, they, they need they need a Kevin Feige. That's what they need. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They need someone to oversee their DC films. And I, I, I agree with giving a director's creative license. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's, there's got to be an overall roadmap. Yeah, roadmap to be a plan. I'm not, I'm not going to micromanage you when you're making your film. But at the same time, we've got a roadmap and overall right, plan right. for where we yeah. want these characters to be. If hey, they did that, they'd be in much better shape. All right. Hey, don't kill this character. He's going to show up later. That's all. You can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill, I feel like he was the the right guy at the wrong time. Because yeah. if you look at the other things he's done, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He's a nerd. You know, like it, it yeah. works. You know what I mean? Like he loves the character. He loves the character. He's got the physique. He's got the charm. He could definitely. You could put him in those old Christopher Reeve style movies. And it would work if, if they made like a modern telling of that. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't know. I'm, I mean, he's got a show. He's got other movies he's working on. What I would say, what I would say is if you're going to bring back Superman, and I think they are, you need to bring back Superman and have him finally face against the whole reason he went to Earth in the first, in the first place, to escape Brainiac. And do it on a movie level because we mm-hmm. haven't. I don't. I didn't watch the Christopher Reeve one growing up, mm-hmm. but I don't remember 
much about Brainiac from back then, but I know in every Superman that I've seen since then, there has been little to no mention of Brainiac. Mm -hmm. And if you need Superman to go to be able to grow and, you know, build up to this next level, if you're going to continue to grow with finally giving him like a Kara or a Superboy or something to build more of a dynamic and you can move forward with outside of just the Superman, you know, Clark Kent Superman, then you have to give him a bigger threat. No threat is going to be big enough to deal with soup to you know for Superman to not have to go all out other than someone like uh wow, can't think of his name right now, Dark Side. But we know when Dark Side shows up, he goes for everyone. I mean, you got I feel like if it was me, if it was me, if it was me and I was doing the trilogy off the top of my head, I'd probably start off with like Parasite, Zod. In the trilogy with Brainiac, Luthor mm-hmm. is present between the three of them. Luthor yeah. is always a problem. Parasite is not a carbon copy of him. It's somebody who has a different power set. Mm-hmm. He's human. It's human versus alien, but somewhat mirrored. The human looks like an alien, and the alien looks like a human. The mm-hmm. alien is probably more human than the yeah. actual parasite. You know, well, And then with the character of Parasite, you can have him be a criminal bad guy, or you can have him and some tellings. He's just somebody who was unfortunately turned into this monster. Mm-hmm. Then you have Zod. You can learn a little bit more about Superman and Krypton. Mm-hmm. And this is the movie where he's fighting another version of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is where he's tested. Is well, he human or is he Kryptonian? The one thing I would add to that, Give me Metallo in the first one where he's become like he's still like growing and slowly becoming more and more machine like and Metallo be like the villain before side in the second one. I you got Metallo popping up too. Like yeah. just get give me more of his like Honestly, I'd I'd rather have Metallo be in in a perfect world, Batman and Superman get their own movie. We have different team up movies, Flash and mm-hmm. Superman get mm-hmm. and Metallo is the villain. That's how you introduce Kryptonite. Batman yeah. has some Kryptonite. Metallo has some Kryptonite. That's, yeah, that's I mean, not bad. Yeah. 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 I like, I, yeah. I'm, we I'm, need I'm, better I'm, team ups. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down with Metallo as the first villain because uh, Metallo would be someone who can challenge him physically. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a nice way to introduce, okay, this is his weakness. Exactly, so, and and his and and it coincidentally, what makes you weaker makes him stronger because that's his power source. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you take down someone who is powered by the very thing that take that you know that weakens you? So that yeah, would yeah. give him it would be a way yeah, for him yeah. to take down a villain, and you can't just go in there swinging. You've got right. to have strategy going on here. That would be a good one for swinging, him and like him uh, to fight with, uh, like you said, Batman and Flash. You can do that like a three way team up. Exactly. Exactly. Something you can't handle on your own. Exactly. With Brainiac, it's a big, long, overarching villain. Exactly. That affects the the world. Some things, too. Mm -hmm. But this is still a fight for Superman for whatever reason. Or maybe Brainiac's taking control of the Justice League. I was going to say, you you can make it where like Brainiac takes over, and because of that, they have to form the Justice League, and now you can move forward with the Justice League that was organically built. Right. Man, uh, we have some emotional attachment connections to these characters. Right. When they're taking over, 
we we feel like, oh man, Superman's gonna have to fight his best friends and mm-hmm. you know, but they don't want to be great, you know. They, <laughs> they don't, they don't, want, to, they don't want, want to listen to what makes sense. We we'll just probably, thought of a whole three, like a whole probably eight to ten movie arc right there. Yeah, <laughs> like we just put together. Why? Something. Why can't? Why can't they do this? Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm the fact that Discovery's taking over. I'm not gonna knock it because here's the thing: it's not like what DC was doing before was working. So right. I can't look and say, "Hey, I'm right. bad. You guys yeah, are changing yeah. up stuff." Well, DC, you guys have been messing up for years. You know what I'm saying? So, so, I'm, so my whole thing is there's no place left to go with DC but up. But, no uh, place yeah. left to go. Because DC, I'm sorry, I, as a as someone who loves your characters, I'm, I'm the biggest Superman fan you'll ever find. DC, y'all been messing up. Y'all been yeah, messing yeah. up for years. And I'm sick of it. So if someone else can come in and clean up the mess, hey. hey. <laughs> if, Batgirl, if Batgirl is a casualty because of that, Hey, it is what it is. But hey, don't forget about the Wonder Twins and that Scooby Doo sequel. Oh boy, hey. yeah, we. Hey man, there are gonna be some casualties. But guess I'm gonna miss that Wonder Twins movie. That Wonder <laughs> Twins one. Let me baby. tell you, I was I was ready for that one. As long as Static don't get don't catch stray, that's that's nah. all I'm looking out for. As long as Cat, Static Shock don't catch no strays, leave my boy Virgil alone. Uh, that's a lot, that's, that's a lot of strays, man. That's a not. But if it, if it has to, day. hey. Sometimes, like it gotta go. We've seen everything else get get got. But like you said, I no, I agree with you. Like if they have to, if you gotta to clean house real quick to focus on what's going to allow you to build great films and move forward with a cohesive story that's going to continually bring in more people. Hey, just like a blade had to walk so MCU could crawl. They have a slew of movies. They basically have the five movies to decide. Okay, what direction are we gonna go? This is all we have left. Where are we going with it? Yeah, DC um, hopefully has a bright future. Marvel, it don't really matter. They're still making these movies. The multiverse saga is here. So let's just sit back and enjoy all the awesome stuff we're about to get for the next couple of years. Thank you, G. Curtis, for coming on with us and nerding out. Definitely got some venting out, <laughs> some, some frustrations we've all had built up, I'm sure. Yeah, this it's like therapy for me. Oh, yeah. Come hey. back anytime. We're always happy to talk. <laughs> yeah, DC has hurt me a lot over the last few years. So. DC, hey, but the next 10 years are, are looking up. They have, oh, yeah. they have, they have they've oh, yeah. been the herd. <laughs> I'm very optimistic about where DC is going in the future. I really am. Because it, it's new leadership. And exactly. quite frankly... You know, DC needed some new leadership. You know, and you said arrest. Like they didn't cut anything that you were like, "Oh, I was waiting for that." It's like, nah, they made very exactly. good business decisions, and exactly. maybe with those with money that comes back from that. It, and it's not like they said it. They said it in one of the uh, art, earlier articles. He he's gone bankrupt before, and he's used that to bounce back the company. That's how he got to where he is in discovery. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it's good to see somebody know something about a little something in business when you're dealing with this. And hopefully, they can find some good good leadership in their storytelling as well. Yep, agreed. I uh, hope y'all are as excited as us. Let us know what you're most excited for coming down the pipeline from Marvel or DC. And until next time, it's been me, your boy, C-Ro Money Money, that's C-R-O double dollar sign. And me, your boy, Codename Comics. 
G Curtis, it's been a pleasure. And we out, yo. Peace. Peace.